All right, welcome to Birdland tonight. In a, uh, I feel like yesterday's past couple of games we had some fun to talk about as the, we had two wins in a row. But here we are on Tuesday night, and things just never clicked for the Orioles tonight. So they lost 5-1 to one to the Yankees, as you probably just saw. Joe, how are you doing? Ugh. Ugh. That's all I can say, Josh. That's yeah, all I it, have for you. It was, a, it was a tough loss because two things were happening at the same time. We had Zimmerman struggle and have his worst out, outage of the season, and it kind of just fell apart immediately. And then we had the bats not getting runs in, which seems to be a continuing problem for this team. I, at some point, we just have to accept that. I, I, we, we've talked about this, but I, I'm I'm growing continue increasingly concerned that this is, uh, you know, what we're going to see from some of these guys. I know it's still early, but I feel like every time we're on here, I keep saying that it's still early. It's still early. It's still early. I mean, we're a month in. We're almost a month in. Next week will be a month in. Or I guess four days from now will be a month in to the season. So it's always going to be a small sample size. It's always going to be a rough beginning because it's the beginning of the rebuild. Um, as far as Zimmerman, I mean, you're going to have the – the Yankees lineup is pretty stacked. So to have a young guy like Zimmerman – have a poor performance it was bound to happen at some point sure i mean it's by no stretch of the imagination on you know uh, surprising to have that i mean it, this is two starts in a row now though uh i think last outing he went four and two, um, didn't make it out of the fourth inning this time um but is this a guy that we're expecting to be there when when the rebuild is over i i, I don't know i don't think many people necessarily are expecting that um whenever the rebuild is over. Uh, so sure, the, these types of outings you're going to get from a guy like him and you, and you, you know, you move on, you keep it moving, you're not losing sleep over it. Sure. And I mean, the rest of the pen, Tate was fine. He gave up a run again. That's what happens against the Yankees. We gave up home runs to Stanton. We gave up a home run to judge. Um, yeah, I see there's a comment coming in about some weird clicking audio. There is something going on with Joe's mic. Oh, is there? Is it my mic? That, yeah. I was, I was wondering who's so mic. I was, I was trying I was to bla- power, I was, trying I was to blaming you for it. it. No. In my head, I was saying, gosh, what's, what's Josh hey, got going on? All right, well, you just fixed it, whatever you did. So, uh, but we'll figure that out. But I guess if we wanted to take some positives away from this pitching staff, it'll be that Solster continued to do what he does. He pitched one and a third innings, uh, no runs, two strikeouts. And then after that, we got to see the premiere of Jay Flaw make his Major League debut. The fifth Oriole this season to make the Major League debut. And, Finally uh, got to rock my Joe, my Jay Flaw jersey tonight. I've been waiting to get that out. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I'm interested to see how much Jay Flaw sticks around because I think just because of the name, he could become a fan favorite and hey if he puts up innings like he did today well minus the two walks but if he can put in some scoreless innings the fans will like him for that as well so. jay flaw will be will he be here by friday by the end of the homestand no no he's, no. he's going down what he's going down on uh what tomorrow for kramer 
Tomorrow's Kramer, right? Yes. Yeah. So it would be tomorrow. Yeah. So goodbye, Fla. It was fun. It was a great yeah. tenure. And we learned this week. All right, we'll fix your mic later. It's fine. We'll deal with it. Is uh, it still? Is it still my it's mic? It's still making a noise. Yeah. I yeah. I muted it and everything, Josh. This is well. When you mute it, the noise goes away. Let me see. See, it sounds perfect. Listen to this beautiful stream. Don't worry. You are the uh, Ryan Mountcastle of the podcast. You're trying really hard. You're hitting the ball hard, and nothing's working. Like my Ryan Mountcastle, you should you should send me down then to to work on the craft. Yeah, it's we'll figure it out. Let's just we'll deal with it for this show. And uh, apologies to those of you who are listening. But I mean, I will. I do have. Let's talk about this lineup for a while. Because the lineup has continued to struggle to kind of get people into into for runs. The left on base, we the left on base number for today is twenty one. Twenty one opportunities we had, were at the plate uh, and had twenty one guys that we could have knocked around. So big problem. Seven hits. The positive from the bats is only eight strikeouts tonight. That's one down from yesterday. We're staying in that single-digit territory. So that's all right. But uh, Cody's right. Again, commenting on when you're going to pull someone. You had to pull someone up for Galvis. Why Pat Vileka? And I feel like Cody's saying that as many of us Oriole fans, who we kind of are done with Pat Vileka. Right? I mean, Joe, are you feeling the same way? Like you were kind of – we saw all that Pat Vileka can do last year. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the exact same way. Uh, you see Pat Blake in the lineup at short, and it's just like, what are we doing? Why? What, why is he, he – he's not part of the, the, the rebuild process. He's not going to be – I don't know. It, it's, got, it's very frustrating. As right. A, if you bring up a guy – Cody and I last week were talking about the possibility of bringing Richie Martin up. If you bring up a guy like Richie Martin, even if he doesn't put up numbers, you at least have the potential of – He's a prospect. He was a Rule 5 guy, what, two years ago? Two He's years a ago. young guy. He's got way more potential than Pat Vileka. Of and course. He's probably a better second baseman, and this team doesn't have a second baseman. So you might want to also bring him up and look at him to stick around at second base once Galvis can play short again. Sure, sure. I think he's the guy that most fans wanted to see called up. And again, it's... <sighs> It's just frustrating. That's all. I mean, give us, throw us a bone, throw the fans something, you know, we, we're, we're sticking through it here, but I mean, Cisco, Cisco, Chance Cisco is another one that I'm ready to. Oh yeah. But to, to, to send off. I, I agree. As fans, we're all tired of Cisco. I mean, he was up twice tonight in big moments of the game and couldn't do anything. So I, yeah, we're all done with Chance Cisco. The problem is, I feel bad for Chance Cisco because, as much as we're done with Chance Cisco, he also has Adley behind him, and we've all decided that Adley fixes all problems and that he's I perfect. Feel, so I feel I bad for about, people that has to watch him, Josh. That's what I feel bad for. <laughs> for people that got to watch Chance Cisco. Yes, that's what I feel. Bad um, for. Yeah, the sad part though is that he is not the worst bat in our lineup. <laughs> we do not have, if there's any more examples, keep looking. We still don't have a second baseman. Ruiz uh, struggled today. He did get a hit 
today, but he struck out twice. He's batting 153. I brought, been... in Ur- brought in Urias as a pinch hitter late in the game. He's that should have been one. Huh? No, sorry. I'm sorry for jumping. I was going to say that should have been our uh... – should have been the theme for the night that we ranked the top five worst bats, but we'll see where he falls. Oh, in. we'll get there. We'll get there because Urias is 152. Pat Vileka, all right, really small sample size, but he's 0. 0.77. So um, I yeah, guess he's such had a, a couple hits early in the season because that's such a high that. ceiling. Though. There's such a high ceiling for Vileka. That's the that's right. the big thing that you're missing. No, the big the, the big concern with this lineup. Because we all just have to laugh at second base because it's not a real person. They might as well put one of us out there to play second base. We well, accept that. Would. That's what you do in little league. That's what you do in middle school, high school ball. You hide someone at second base. I've never seen it at the major league level. And that's what we're doing. So it's okay. The real question is, what do we do with Mountcastle? And at this 175, is he someone that we got to send down to Bowie? Or does he have to keep working through these struggles here? Because if you want to send him to Bowie for this alt site stuff, this is really your last week to get that focus of the alternate site. Because minor leagues start up next week. Mountcastle spent so long in the minors. Um, wasn't he five years? I'm pretty sure he was five years down there. But, you know, before coming up last year. I, I don't know. I don't know if you can send him back down. I feel like he's got to either play as uh, he's got to work his way out at the major league level or, or not. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, he was, draft, he was drafted in 2015. So that's six oh, yeah. years through the system. I mean, it's not, right. I mean, that's not horrible. I mean, he was drafted he's young. in high school. Yeah. He's, he's young. still, that's 24 years old if I'm doing the math right. So Carry the two. Yeah. 24 yeah, years old. 24 years old. So he's, yeah, we've, we've seen guys come into the majors from the Orioles organization a lot older with a lot more time in the minors. So I don't want to write Mountcastle off. I just want to know how we get him better. At first, I thought it was bad luck. He was hitting the ball, but now it's just it's not working. He, another strikeout. He had four up. He had his left on base number is four. That's enough to change the game. But the problem is, Every batter in this lineup got up to the plate with a runner on base. And they couldn't knock anyone in. That's a huge problem. They, every batter in the lineup left someone on base tonight. Sure. I mean, outside of Mullins, who are you trusting to get a hit? There's not anybody even batting above, looks like 250. Yeah, Hayes. Hayes is, Hayes is 250. Well, Franco is also 264. 264 and Galvis before he got hurt he was batting pretty good too the yeah last week yeah past couple weeks he was up yeah I think 350 in the last two weeks he was hitting so he was definitely coming on and Kluber pitched a good game but he didn't pitch a Kluber level game he was vulnerable and we just never got never took advantage of it nope no nope. and but I mean that's that's not atypical for this season not at all I mean it's it's it almost doesn't matter who's out there pitching yeah, we gotta, we yes. gotta do something. You know what? You've changed my mind. Send him down. Send Mount Castle down, and, and let him let him get some work down. Yeah, there. My thing is, if you're gonna send Mount Castle down, do it right now before minor leagues start. I don't sure. want him to have to ride the bus and go with Norfolk down to Jacksonville and all that. 
if you're going to send him down, do it now and bring him right back up. Let him skip. And it's the perfect timing because he can skip the West Coast trip. Let him stay here while you go out there. I'll text Brandon tonight. And, right. uh, yeah. Take we'll care that of that. Done. Yeah. Um, I, now, I, will, I, was pretty, I don't know if you caught the show on Saturday. I was pretty angry because we learned on Saturday that Brandon doesn't control this team. Michael Elias does. Because there's no way Brandon Hyde would have put uh, Wade LeBlanc out as his starting pitcher. I, I did see it, and I was cracking up at some of your, your tweets and comments. Um, I, I, <laughs> I should say, it's very good when I had to do – I think I've done every one of these since then. So I've done four in a row. And let's just say um, it's very good that the Orioles decided to win two games after that <laughs> performance on Saturday because it definitely got me off the negative. Uh, yeah. Uh, but no, Orioles, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, the good part is all this struggles, the Orioles are supposed to be bad this year. So they're 10 and 13, four and a half out, 435 winning percentage. But what really matters is it's tied with the New York Yankees. Sure. So they're just as bad as us with, the, with the a Yankees payroll are, five times the size. The Yankees are not better than the Orioles this year yet. It's going to be interesting. And this is, comes back to that whole small sample side because I think, I don't know, I thought the Boston Red Sox were not going to be good this year. And they're having a great start. I don't know if it can sustain, but it's a great start at least. Yeah, I think that's one. They'll, they'll come back down because no one in our division is – what are the Red Sox, 14 and 11? Is yeah, that what I they're – it's not like they're – Right. Again, this is what makes baseball such a great sport is the 162 games. You really have to it work through that whole year. It all comes out in the wash in baseball. Right. Right. And then you get that and then you get the playoffs where you got a chance to be hot just like every other sport and try to get through. Um no, no, I don't have a whole lot of stuff to take away from this game except it was exactly what I expect from this team. Like yesterday was fun because we played better than we should. Uh Matt Harvey pitched great. Today it was like this is what I expect from a team that's not supposed to do anything this year. What do you think I saw something today. I don't remember where I saw it, but starting to speculate about trades and what, what they're going to be doing. Is, is Harvey a guy you think that it's so hard, I feel like, to, to yeah. lose rotation pieces right now when we have no. so few? But the only Harvey's only reason Harvey's here is to be traded. Like, we all know that. Now, Matt Harvey has become a fan favorite because we like the comeback story. Sure. We, we like love the dark night. The fact that. Matt Harvey was in the National League when he was great. So we never got to see him pitch and face him. So now we, got, we get to see him. It was so much fun to see him pitch the home opener because I got to say, check off, oh, now I've seen Matt Harvey in person. Um, and the fact that he's doing well and each start he seems to get better is just icing on top. And th- that means that we will be able to trade him for something, you would think, if this continues. Uh, but, yeah, he's not – part of this rebuild you don't care about winning this year so obviously matt harvey's the guy that you need to trade now the problem is i don't think there's anyone else on this team that has shown anything that you can trade at this point the problem is unless you want to see angry josh back on twitter there needs to be another major league pitcher to fill his slot but no we've got the major league pitchers zach lothar keegan aiken We've yeah, got right. two guys in the wings. Why aren't they? Come right. up. Why aren't they? Right. They're Why not pitching, pitching 
because we're trying to trade Matt Harvey and let them get more development time. I mean, I don't think Lopez is a future, is a future here. He's a, I think Harvey and Lopez are stop gaps. Zimmerman, I'm not sure about. What he showed today wouldn't carry, but can he be this back-end rotation guy? What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Maybe. But I don't know. I'm kind of thinking you might have means, Keegan Aiken, in this future rotation. And then uh, you got some of these other young guys like Hall. And uh, what's the guy from Australia that was highly touted? I don't remember if he still is. But we've got these young guys. And we got to remember also that Michael Elias is going to sign someone. And hopefully we have a second baseman in our farm system so we can invest money in a real ace to really round out this rotation when it's time to win. I'm pulling up here. Let's see what Means' uh, contract is. He, okay. Means will go into arbitration in like – Yeah, next year. Yeah. Like 22, he's arbitration, first right. year eligible. So, yeah, there's definitely fans saying, oh, trade Means. That makes no sense to me because Means is still going to be cheap during his arbitration years. And those arbitration years are when you – at least when I think the Orioles are going to start winning, so you would want him here. Sure. I mean, goodness, uh, pitching pitch the way really he has outside of, you know, last year's shortened season, of course, and what his last four starts or so last year were good. Um, right. but, but, but to me, when I watch him and, and, of course, look at his results, but his demeanor on the mound, he, to me, he seems like the real deal. Yeah, there's two people right now that I'm believing in on this team. John, I'm curious who the second is. Cedric Mullins. Really, you're you're all in. I'm all I'm all in on Cedric Mullins. Okay. I don't. Okay. I really think that stint to Project Bowie last year fixed something. I think this lack of switch hitting has done wonders for him, and I know he's got to be kicking himself that he didn't do this years ago. And I think it's an interesting. I think that it's an interesting lesson, and this, we might down the road hear this Cedric Mullins lesson being taught to high school kids and college kids to that switch hidden doesn't always make you more valuable if it weakens you. So I, I really have believed now that Cedric Mullins is uh, part of the future of this team. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Now, he started late, I think. I read somewhere that it was like a senior year in high school or something. He started switch hitting. Um, so he's wow. uh, and it makes sense. I understand why you would try to switch it. Sure, because sure. You think, oh, you can put me in the lineup every day, and that makes sense. And or there's, it's just like trying to teach your kid to throw left-handed because he's going to have an advantage when there's not many other left-handed pitchers. Right. So I well, get that, but. I mean, that's why I have I, – I put a mitten on my two-year-old's right hand, so he uses his left hand for everything right now uh, for that mitten. reason. No, you you got to break that hand, so there's really no use of it. <laughs> I'll teach you. I'll teach him. Um, I guess 
overall, I mean, it's it's weird because this is a Yankee series that all right, right now we're one and one. We won yesterday. They won today. I could have really – I saw this as us losing all four. And I drink as much orange Kool-Aid as anyone. I got the orange glasses here. But I saw this as the Yankees have been so bad. They're coming into Baltimore with this is Camden Yards. All we do is hit home runs in Camden Yards. This is our chance to fix this organization, to fix this and bounce back and get four wins, four wins in Camden Yards, and we're back up in first place. So I saw them coming in with that mentality. The fact that we got one yesterday was huge. If we can get one tomorrow, that would be even bigger, especially when we've got Dean Kramer coming in. So I want to see Dean Kramer have a great start after this stint of sending him down. Yeah, of course, want to see these young guys and. Uh, you know, to see Kramer get the win tomorrow would be great to go into that getaway day with a, with at least a serious split against these guys. Yeah, except, yeah. Well, right, because that's the thing. Is, yeah, if we get the win, then we've got that 1 o'clock game on Thursday. Nice long four-game series, four game series. Um, and then what do we have? Oh, and then we go with the West Coast. for. Yeah, then we're headed west, yep. Yeah, a lot of late nights for Birdland tonight after that. I'm thankful for the weekend series, so we have a few 4 o'clock games. But all right, any yeah. other takeaways from tonight or the state of the Orioles? I know this is a shorter episode than uh, we've done lately, but lately we've been uh, lately I've been a little crazy on here, and we've been going forty minutes, fifty minutes. So I think it's acceptable after tonight's disappointing loss that we go a little shorter tonight. Sure. Any uh, any comments here you want to call up on the screen? Um. James is t- saying that he doesn't trust Martin's bat to be up to the level of Valeka right now. Um, Valeka's batting 177. He hit two balls to right field and flew out. Now, that first one may have had an opportunity to be a home run if you didn't have a seven-foot guy in right field. But either way, Valeka's bat's not showing me anything. Sure. Yeah. So forget James. Forget Valeka's bat. And. All right, and what about Cody? Cody's asking about bringing up wins because obviously he's tired of Francisco as well. So it's yeah, Austin let's, wins. Let's bring of, him up. Why not? What 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 are we? What, I don't know. What are we? What are we doing with with Cisco? I mean, what's he bringing to the table right now? Nothing. Zero. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I hate. I hate our catcher situation because I want to see young pitchers pitch. And what's always important to me for young pitchers is, is catchers that can catch the ball and catchers that can play defense. And Cisco and Severino seem to have way too much trouble behind this plate. So. When can we bring up Adley? I'm impatient. When uh, can we bring him up? You know what? That's a business decision, not a baseball decision, I think. I'm impatient also. I really thought I would like to see him just put him up there because people say, oh, no, you got to go through single A, then double A, then triple A. He played college baseball. So college baseball is a great step into the majors. In the 90s, Ben McDonald made his debut at like 19 years old. You didn't have this. Uh, they got to wait seven years in the, ma- in the minors. Now there's so much business involved and so much of that timetable stuff which, let's be real, we've got arbitration in a year, or not arbitration, uh, with the union. 
the yeah. the union stuff is in a is next year, which means all this time eligibility stuff is probably going to change anyway. So why hold back? I would love to see Adley come out right away. I think you're the fact that they didn't do it on opening day. I think they're going to wait. I think they're going to give them some time in the minors. I would love to see him up by June. I think if we don't see him in June or July, then he's really not coming until next year. Maybe September, but I don't count September call-ups. I mean, the other thing with him, though, he's 23. Okay, so coming in to play catcher, let's say, if it isn't until next year, 24 as a rookie, as a catcher, I mean, how many, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, that's, a, that's a tough position to get old in. So I, I do hope we can, can see him this year to... Uh, you're right, though. It's business. It's, it's all business. The only reason, down, when, so. when you looked at Sarasota in spring training, the best catcher in Sarasota was the first one sent down because they wanted to make it really clear that he has no chance of making this team, uh, even though he got the invite. But he is the be- he's the best catcher in this organization. He might be the best catcher in baseball. So... Um, I don't know. I was trying to look up when we brought Matt Wieters up because Matt Wieters had a lot of the same fanfare. So he made his debut at the age of 2009. 2009, I believe. And he was 23 then. So if you want to go off that, then yeah, bring him up. It's time. It's time. time. Bring him up. It's time. I'd, I'd love to see it. I also love the idea and this might be an argument for keeping him down a little bit. I love the idea of bringing the catcher up when at the same time you're bringing up your pitchers so that they have that bond all the way through. And I think that I guess now that Creamer and uh, Means are up here and they're guys I see as the future, I'd like to get Adley into that. I'd like to trade Matt Harvey, bring Aiken into this and really start to build up this rotation with Adley behind the plate as here's our future coming together. But again, it's business. It's, it's, not, it's nothing we get to do because we don't have to deal with the money side. Unless you're buying tickets, Josh, which are very expensive right now. Are they? Yeah, I, I was looking to go. I was surprised. On the secondary was, market or regular? No, no. I, on the O's website, I was looking to go to a, a game – the A series, and I was like, "Wow!" For, for not even great seats, it was it was it was high. Well, I bought tickets yesterday to go see the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, which is the Triple A team, because the Norfolk Tide opened their season up down here. And I bought some general admission tickets for Saturday night, like two Saturdays from now, five dollars a ticket. Wow! So very nicely I, done. I then realized it might not come with a seat because we're in Florida and it might be like the spring training stadiums where they have the field out in the outfield. But either way, I'm going to go see the Norfolk Tide. I hope Adley is with them. I hope they're not putting Adley in double A. I would have treated last season's focus at Bowie as his double A season and send him to triple A. What a great name, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Oh yeah, it's a great name, and it's the and it's like a great minor league hat and everything. Thankfully, they're an affiliate to the Marlins, so there's no uh, no issues. I don't need to be 
worried that I enjoy the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Is it a Bubba Gump looking shrimp? That's what I meant. Of course, yes. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I might gotta look into that. So Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. All right. Well, let's close out Birdland tonight. Let's hope it goes a lot better tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow night, I believe it is Ryan and Jimmy. I think that'll be Jimmy's first show hopping on Birdland tonight. Mm, big debut, Jimmy. So, yeah, Shout out, so Jimmy. So all the pressure is on Jimmy. Make sure you hop in the comments and ask him a lot of stuff. And um, maybe we'll get him and Ryan to fight over Kevin Brown. Because Jimmy, for some reason, has a dislike of Kevin Brown that nobody can understand. And it must be jealousy. It's jealousy because it's impossible to listen to him and listen to the other options that we have and dislike him. Or That's, that's impossible. Right. Or just what we've had. Like, there's guys I love from my childhood and stuff, but come on. It's Kevin Brown in modern. You can't compare guys calling games in 2021 to guys that called games in the 90s and the 80s because you have to change with the culture. And Kevin Brown's doing an excellent job. I sure. like that he's going to – what I don't like is – and see, here's where I could go on another rant. Because what, bo- what has bothered Please, me for years – is Masson because I can never understand Masson one and Masson two. It makes no sense why you why you have to flip your games between the two. Who came up with this plan, and why didn't they just say Masson Baltimore, Masson Washington, and all the Oriole games are in Masson Baltimore? All the Masson. I think the problem is they did this Masson one and Masson two before HD came out, and only one of them was HD because, and I think that's the reasoning. But that was many years ago. So the fact that they haven't fixed that and they flip-flop the channels all the time is the most irritating thing to me for Masson. Now they're doing the same logic with their broadcast crew where they're flip-flopping who's on TV and who's on the radio and who's doing this and who's doing that so you can't get comfortable with anyone. In the hierarchy of rankings of businesses that – cover teams, Masson has to be at the bottom, if not uh, the, near the bottom. The, I don't, the network is, is terrible. The app is... So years ago, there was this thing where you wanted to, well, where you wanted to own your broadcast team because of the, you saw the Yes Network and all the money the Yes Network was making. No one would talk, tell the other fact that the Yes Network makes a whole lot of money because they broadcast the Yankees. It's not because they own the broadcast and it's the same thing. You see it with the Orioles. You see it with the Ravens where they want to be their own reporters, their own blog, their own uh, podcasters. They want to control it all. And that's not always good. And I would love to see if Masson learns anything out of coming out of this uh, lawsuit with the Nats. I would love for them to just sell the rights because there's lots of money out on the table right now for rights for sports because all these internet companies want to get the rights to the sports. So sell your rights to the Orioles, to YouTube or uh, Amazon or one Netflix, whatever. All these streaming services want to get into live sports because they understand that's what they're missing. So there's money on the table that someone's got to take advantage of. And I'd love to see the Orioles jump in there a little first. I'm, I'm all for it. Sign me but, up. But I will say this about the Masson. The Masson app is out. And it works. It does. They, they didn't hit open in day, but it works. If you meet one of their qualifiers. And I hear they just added Verizon. Oh, good. 
Good. Which is a big thing because I've Good. been getting in through Direct TV. Me too. Me too. And, through uh, Direct TV because because all the other all the other providers I don't even know. I've Lobos, never heard of them. Lobos International. I'm not familiar. Right. With them. Exactly. But uh, I yeah the Orioles got to stream this up. Congratulations, Masson, on getting the app out. Everything else you do has been a mess, and technically the app's a mess also, but one step at a time. Selfishly, I'm pleased because I can watch it. Right, but come on, you launched a streaming app without Comcast, who's your biggest, who's your biggest TV provider in Maryland. Exactly. So it's a, it's a mess. It's the mass and way to do things. So, and I guess it's for the Nats too. And if you're in DC, your only option is Comcast. I guess uh, maybe Direct TV, but it's still it's it's ridiculous. All right, Orioles lost today. Five to one. You guys know that. Tough performance by Zimmerman. Real bad outing by the bats again. Well, left way too many people on base. That's your storyline for today. Looking ahead, um, I was going to say Keegan Aiken. Dream Kramer comes back tomorrow to pitch for the Orioles. Let's hope it's a bounce back game. And we'll see you guys here on Birdland tonight, tomorrow, with Ryan Blake and Jimmy from uh, Bleacher Birds. All right. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Josh. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co.